Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. It's summertime, and even during quarantine, people venture outdoors, often without protection from the sun. Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States, with an estimated 9,500 people diagnosed every day. Oh, my gosh, those sound like uh, pandemic numbers. And that's according to the American Academy of Dermatology. My guest today is President and CEO of DermTech, a company that brings precision to the practice of dermatology through non-invasive genomic assessment of the skin. Wow. We're going to learn a lot today. Dr. John Dobek, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you, Jeffrey. Great to be here. It, you know, I, well, I was just, you and I were chatting before the show, but it seems like San Diego has really become the genome center. I when I had a show on Bloomberg, I actually did a big show on Life Tech when they sold to Thermodynamics or Thermo Thermo Fisher Thermo Fisher for about uh, thirteen billion. But there's lots of genome companies that are centered right there in San Diego. Definitely, I you know I think the way these sort of hubs of of uh, innovation occur is there's one really seminal or or a successful company in the area and everything uh, builds from there and Illumina was founded here. They're, they're the largest you know, genomic sequencing company and brought rapid gene sequencing to the world. So they're here and I think that's just, that sort of uh, is why the industry blossoms here uh, from a company like Illumina and the success that they had. So hopefully you hope that's a cooperative kind of thing. I know in my local town here in South Dakota in the middle of nowhere, we make fire engines. And there was one company that did it really well. And then someone got ticked off and then started another company. Now there's two big companies. It kind of reminds me of it. There used to be in Pierre, South Dakota, the state capital of Pierre. There used to be this great restaurant called uh, the Cattleman's Club. And the owner and his wife in business for many years got a divorce. And so then she opened up a competing one called Mad Mary's because she was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it so, works, right? That's how it works. That's called, right? that's called believe and start on their yeah. own. Exactly. Call a little bit of economics, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, in layman's term, what is precision genomics and how does it work? So broadly, medicine is actually a very subjective practice, uh, and particularly in dermatology. You know, this, the dermatologist is looking at the skin with his naked eye, or the dermatopathologist is looking at cells under the microscope, and it's very subjective. They're trying to make diagnostic and treatment information on these subjective patterns that they recognize. And precision dermatology on a broad level is is bringing objectivity to that. Uh, And the way you can do that is by analyzing what's happening at the genome. So the genome controls all the cells functions in our body. So when a disease comes up that affects the cells of our body, it changes the way the genome behaves. It either turns genes on, turns genes off. Some genes can become mutated. So if you can measure those changes, you can get a very precise understanding of what's happening with that disease in the body, get to a very much more accurate diagnosis, much more precise diagnosis, and a much more precise treatment regimen. So that's fundamentally what precision medicine is and what we are the category that we're creating, precision.dermatology, is applying those principles to dermatology, which is probably the most subjective of all medical specialties. 
I mentioned life technologies a little bit earlier. I haven't worked with them. You know, it's going to get down to, I don't know if I want to use the word boutique, but you, you use precision. And I like that as well. Um, but really with, with this big, this, this, the ability to measure the genome ability to be able to use this kind of testing, we can, we can alter the kind of care we're going to give to somebody too. Right. You know, absolutely. So, um, you know, the, we have a product for melanoma and cancer fundamentally is a problem of the genome. It's a mutation that occurs in a cell that causes the cell to behave badly. And if you can, and that, that mutation leads to these other changes in the genome. So if you can, if you can uh, pick up and measure those changes, you can very accurately diagnose melanoma and melanoma is one of the hardest uh, cancers to diagnose. It's very, the changes are very subtle. Uh, and, and doctors do a lot of cutting because they don't want to miss melanoma. It's a very deadly cancer. So they cut about 25 moles that aren't melanoma that are negative to find one melanoma. And that's because of this subjectivity and inaccuracy associated with that visual assessment. We've developed a non-invasive uh, genomics platform. So we can collect a sample with an adhesive patch and we can then do these genomic analyses from the sample collected with that adhesive patch. It feels a lot like scotch tape. And by measuring those changes in the genome, we can very accurately decide which moles on the body are actually at risk for melanoma and, and need to come off. And so that's really impacting the overall treatment decision and diagnostic decision in the area of melanoma. So this patch, I'd have to, do I have to wear it for a long period of time or is it just a short period? Is it, it sounds like it's almost like a Band-Aid you put on. Well, so I'd be, I'm being told we need to talk about it being a sticker because that's really what it is. It, it's, a, it's a sticker with a proprietary adhesive. You just apply it, you press it to the mold and you peel it off and you can send it to us. Uh, the doctor sends it to us by just standard FedEx, no special shipping and handling with ice because actually the genomic material is cocooned in that skin sample. And, uh, and that's where we extract the genomic material and do all of our testing and analysis on to help with the diagnosis. So no more cutting of the mole or, you know, maybe I, I, I went in recently and there may be too much information, but had a, a number of things freeze dried as well to make sure, sure that nothing was spreading or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, what we talk about are unnecessary surgeries. And what that means is there are a lot of things that dermatologists cut off that really didn't need to be cut off because they're not cancer. If it is cancer, of course, it needs to come off. But because of that subjectivity, they do a lot of cutting. And as I mentioned, the 50-year-old problem in melanoma diagnosis is all this unnecessary cutting. We're about 25 to 30 uh, surgical procedures are done to find one melanoma. So if you can eliminate the vast majority, which our test reduces the number of unnecessary surgeries by tenfold, and you can improve the accuracy of the diagnosis. So we have a probability of missing melanoma of less than 1%, whereas the current standard actually has a 17% probability of missing melanoma. So not only are we non-invasive, but we're more accurate. And that's just an overall improvement in care, at least the cost savings uh, uh, also for the healthcare system. Well, so why is it, why is it, well, I want to, I want to know why it's so inaccurate. Let's take a quick break and I'll come right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back and we're doing a live cast right here on Facebook and LinkedIn as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio. Of course, C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I've got with me Dr. John Dobeck, the president and CEO of DermTech. 
And we're talking all about genome and precise testing for all types of different kinds of cancers. But right now we're talking about melanoma, which is strikes a number of people. Skin cancers are you know, way up with everybody being outside. And of course, a lot of us thought that was good for us. Hey, let's go get that tan. Let's go get that glow. Not a good thing for us to do. Well, we're talking about the accuracy of these testing and that so far for melanoma, especially is I think this is one you were using and I'm not the expert by any means. So I might blow it or say it wrong. So please correct me if I am, but for melanoma, you're saying the accuracy is not as good and it's off by as much as 17%. Why? Well, again, it gets back to this notion of using subjective visual assessments to make a, a diagnosis. So when the doctor is looking at the cells under a microscope on the skin, the changes that in the cells that tell him something is melanoma cancer are very, very subtle. And they overlap significantly with a lesion that's totally benign. So uh, it's very difficult to them to get a, an accurate diagnosis. Uh, but by providing that objective gene information, we know the mutations and the gene changes that are associated with melanoma. That's just a very objective, they're either present or they're not, and it, it, it makes that overall accuracy much higher because you're not relying on that subjective assessment. Uh, there are other things that involve with pathology where they really don't look at the whole lesion. They only look at about one to two percent under the microscope. Our, our patch samples the entire surface of the mole, so we, we look at the changes across the entire mole. That also helps improve the overall accuracy. The, the task that a pathologist has in front of them, the, the analogy that I like to use is that you give a pathologist a basket of limes and he has to find a hundred limes. He has to find the five bad limes in that basket basket. But the only difference between a good lime and a bad lime is a slightly different shade of green. It's almost an impossible challenge to find those slightly different shades of greens. That's what he's faced with when he's looking at all these melanoma biopsies uh, or, or pigmented lesion biopsies under the microscope. And that's why the, the, the accuracy is, is challenging. Well, the use of this sticker has got to be a lot better too, because in that case, you'd have to cut open a hundred limes, right? To exactly. find the five. In this case, you're using something that's a lot less invasive, right? I'm, t you know, look, I've not had a, maybe, I, yeah, I guess I've had a mole or two cut off, but that hurts. Mm -hmm. now, I don't give a crap how much you, you numb me up. It hurts. And that freeze driving crap, that, that, that hurts even worse. I'd rather have it yeah. cut than freeze. But anyway, nonetheless, is it, it it's got to be a lot less evasive, right? Yeah, that, and that's a big, that's an important part. You know, I got inspired to talk, uh, to to build DermTech based on experience that my mom's significant other had. Uh, he was an Irish, a Scottish man, and he was at the dermatologist all the time, yeah. and getting lots of things cut off. And he had a mole that was suspicious for melanoma. The doctor looked at it and decided that you know he'd cut him enough that day. And that uh, mm. he would look at this one later. Well, it turned out that was actually a melanoma. And by the time they got around to it, it had already spread. So I immediately recognized the problem. And, and that is one of the problems. It's called biopsy fatigue. And, and the, the idea that to look at anything, you just have to cut on it. That, that's an impediment to really being able to assess everything that needs to be assessed. And obviously, our non-invasive approach uh, can help deal with that. Now, doctor, you also mentioned that the doctors do this. Do you envision it as a home kit? Will I ever have a home kit where I can, you know, much like some of the COVID testing that's not being done, it's being sent to me, I can do it at home and send it back. Am I going to be able to do this uh, as well? Well, that's a great, uh, great uh, question. And, and actually, we just started doing that. So when the pandemic hit, 
you know, people were locked in their homes, the clinics had shut down, and those that had suspicious moles, they had a tremendous amount of anxiety. And we were trying to figure out uh, what we could do there. And we decided we could actually start sending the kits to the home. You know, our rallying cry is that melanoma won't wait. How do, a doctor can't do a biopsy when the patient's at home, but if we can provide them our kit, the patient could actually collect the sample in their home. So we started doing that. It's actually very successful. It does require the guidance of a clinician, usually a nurse, to make sure the right mole is collected. But the patients are perfectly capable of applying the patch to their, their mole and sending us the sample, and we can do the analysis. We think it's going to be a big part of the business going forward. I mean, teledermatology, if anything, what COVID has done, it's, it's, it's cemented teledermatology in the zeitgeist of uh, patients, and they want it. They realize the convenience is there, and it's not going to go away. I think before COVID, less than 1% of dermatology was practiced via the telemedicine route, but there are now surveys out suggesting it may be as high as 20% and even 40%. So we definitely need to build on our experiences of sending the kit to the patient's home and allowing them to collect that sample to uh, to assess their moles. Well, you mentioned telemedicine. I'm a huge believer in it because, you know, I've traveled a great deal as an executive, but even, you know, being out on my own, doing keynotes, doing that thing, you get sick on the road, don't have my local mm -hmm. doctor, don't have the guy I would normally call or the gal I would normally call. And I can remember pulling it up and how easy it was. And within you know, within 30 minutes, I'd already been diagnosed, got my Z pack, went went to Walgreens. So use Walgreens yeah. to give them a plug. Where that, where the doctor phoned it in and was back in my hotel room within 27 minutes from start yeah. to finish. And that would have normally have taken three, maybe four hours in face to face, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we we even want to streamline it more. So. Uh, and there are technology solutions we're now developing to even streamline our process more. So our test is actually ordered based on the physical properties of the mole, how it looks. So basically, we can develop an app, which we're doing, where the patient can simply snap a photo of that mole and picture go straight to their doctor. The doctor will get a notification on his phone that he has a, a suspicious mole to look at. He can look at it and with one click can order our test. Uh, and so that's a... That's a that's a, a technology solution that we want to implement, and we're working on that now. We think that's going to be, you know, an important addition to what the effort we have sending the kids to the homes. Well, that makes sense. Do I, am I going to have to have my doctor approve that to be able to get that kit? It is a physician ordered test. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you are testing the right mole and that it is suspicious for melanoma. There is actually some in interesting information in the literature, though, suggesting that patients are better at identifying suspicious moles that might be at risk for melanoma than their doctor. And, and we're actually working with a physician at the University of Chicago, Dr. June Robinson, to kind of understand that better. And maybe there's a point in the future where the the patient could, you know, decide that this mole needs our test and they can just order it from us directly. But right now that's not where we are. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's interesting to listen to you, uh, you know, because when you think about what's been the traditional way that we've done things, right. Uh, mm -hmm. And now not, not just COVID's COVID's opened up a lot of opportunities for us that we never thought we had because it's forced us to think in different ways. And so we've had to change the way we think and go to market. Is your go-to-market changed a great deal since COVID, or, or you know, what 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 has caused you to rethink the way in which you're running your company and changing the way you go to customers? 
or patient in this case, patients. Yeah, you, I guess you don't call them customers; you call them patients. But I mean, that's probably the biggest change. Uh, we've also had to adjust our sales force that calls on the dermatologist so that they can do telesales calls and provide them all the material so they can do telesales calls. And those are big adjustments. I. It, you know, COVID was, it was a hit to the face. And when it happened, I just, I remembered the quote that Mike Tyson, you know, when he was asked about his opponent, uh, you know, the plan his opponent had for the fight. And he said, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the face. And that's what happened with COVID. And uh, everybody's had to change their plans. It's hard to change your plan when you're still woozy from that uppercut. But but uh, yeah. we certainly had to do it. Uh, I think many companies have done it. We're adjusting to this new paradigm. And I think there is opportunity um, when you stick to your vision, which is really to transform the practice of dermatology, which is what our vision is, you know, allow it to be delivered anywhere with a simple non-invasive genomic tool. Uh, if we, if that's our core vision and we stick to that vision, you find these solutions like, Hey, let's, let's get this in the hands of the patient. Let's figure out how they can do this themselves. So we can adapt to the environment that we're in with COVID. All right. I want to talk about that go to market for just a second. Then I want to talk more about uh, what we can do to prevent certain things because we want to help people as much as possible. Let me take a quick break. Be right back after this. C-Suite Radio. Hey, we're back. And of course, we're talking about skin cancer, dermatology, uh, genomic precision testing. And I want to thank all of you for joining us right here on our live cast as we're bringing you every single day, all business with Jeffrey is on C-Suite Radio, world's largest business podcast network. Thanks for listening. And thanks if you will tell other people, that's how we get to know uh, more and more people get to come and find us uh, and find out about this show and listen and watch because we're bringing it to you every day, live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm talking to Dr. John Doback, the president and CEO of DermTech. Uh, we're talking about, you know, <laughs> COVID hitting you in the face and you've you got to create, you got to create opportunities where there's crisis. One of the things that's intriguing as I listen, and I can't help this, but being a marketer, being a salesperson, right, mm -hmm. is that you're limited by your ability to convince the doctor to order it for the patient. The patient might see the need for it, right? So uh, I'm kind of curious, what are you doing? Are you putting a little pressure on that pull-through strategy? Are you pushing a little pressure with the patients? You know, tell your doctor, tell your doctor, tell your doctor, or, or are you going only just to doctors? So uh, it's a great question. There's a lot in there. I mean, we definitely have a message. We spent a year, we have a great commercial leader out of Allergan who's has been selling products to dermatologists for 20 years. He joined us about a year and a half ago, but we definitely had to craft the right message to the physicians. We initially had a message, hey, this is an alternative to your surgical biopsy. That really went flat because look, that, this that's is not a yeah. You know, that, well, I, that changes behavior. That yeah. changes their behavior. And, and that's yeah. not an easy thing to do, right? Oh, exactly. You're, and, you know, I learned to cut and I learned to do this in, for years of training. So then we went to a message that he came up with, which really enhancing early detection, because that's what the dermatologist wants to do. They want to find melanoma early. And what right. we tell them is, look, the, the change uh, occurs first in the genome. So you can you can pick up melanoma before there may even be physical changes in the mold when you're using a genomic test like O. So now that message resonates and we need to, to drive that. But we also know that the message resonates highly with patients. When you, when you have a, a, a diagnostic paradigm that has 25 
effectively 25 unnecessary surgeries for every true melanoma found. Patients are getting cut a lot unnecessarily. So that message resonates with them. And so we actually just in the last couple of months started a digital campaign um, that uh, we're rolling out to patients, been highly successful, exceeding all the metrics uh, with that, that most medical technologies have in terms of click-through rates and call to action and things like that. So we think we will be successful in educating the patient and that patient will actually go find doctors that either use our test or will advocate on their behalf with their doctor to use our test. Uh, a good move. I think that's a great move, a great way to be able to get ahead of it and, and drive your destiny. So someone else isn't responsible for your destiny. And of course, it's, we're right. doing good. I love it when we're doing good. That's just stopping stuff before we begin. Speaking of doing good, what are the top three things people need to look out for and can do to prevent skin cancer? Well, you've talked about it many times, right? I mean, these are all driven by the sun and the UV uh, radiation from the sun causes uh, mutations in our genome that then can ultimately lead to cancer. So there's lots of preventative things that we can do uh, to uh, prevent uh, sin skin cancer, uh, obviously clothing and, and sunscreen. Um, but uh, the, uh, the other thing is, you know, we're actually working on a product uh, that's a, uh, related to this that will actually measure the degree of UV damage that's occurred from the sun in your skin. And wow. in doing so, you can basically get an idea of the risk you are at skin cancer with for skin cancer because we can quantify the actual number of UV-related mutations that have already picked up in your skin. And it turns out there's a lot of things you can do. If you have a lot of those mutations, you can get photodynamic therapy, which sort of kills those cells. You can get chemical peels. There are topical creams that you can apply like 5-FU. So we're excited about that product because we think people don't know. These are changes you can't see. The skin that's picked up all those mutations for a long period of time until you're in your late 60s, it looks totally normal. It behaves totally normal. But then, but it's actually sitting there and waits, picked up a mutation. It's waiting to get another mutation that then flips it to cancer. If we can tell you you've got a lot of these mutated cell colonies on your face, for example, then you have an opportunity to go uh, um, get that treated or, or do something about it. So that's a very exciting product that we're working on. And do you think that's going to be some kind of photographic kind of screen or is it going to be? No, something it's going to be using our patch. You're going to collect a sample of our non-invasive patch. You're going to apply it to your cheek or another area in your face. And you're going to send it to us and we're going to quantify the degree of UV damage in your genome, which is a, we can actually identify the exact, they're called driver mutations. These are mutations that actually drive the cells to become cancerous. So we can actually quantify the number of driver mutations in that skin sa sa sample collected with our adhesive patch to tell you if you have a lot of them, which is at risk for premature aging and future skin cancer. And then, so it works something like, you know, I did the spit test for my uh, hereditary and then was it 21 and me, sure, my, sure. my good friends, a co-founder of that stuff, but that company. And when I did that, it tells me my propensity for the potential for Alzheimer's or for other kinds of things. Sure. Very similar yeah. to that. Exactly. It's very similar. It's giving you a risk profile, basically, uh, that, uh, you know, you can take action on. You know, unfortunately, with a lot of genomic tests like the Alzheimer's, you can't take action on it, right? right. You get the, oh, God, I'm at risk. What do I do about this now? 
In our case, we have a, the, the information we're going to provide is truly actionable. Look, at the, at the fundamental level, use more sunscreen. If you have a modest level, maybe you need some topical creams to start taking those cells. Wear, wear a hat. Yeah, wear a hat. Wear a hat. Wear, or, hey, wear a mask, everybody. <laughs> All right? Same kind of thing. Wear a freaking yeah. mask. That's one of the things we got to do. Hey, I want to ask you one more thing about the mole as the last question. Is it is the melanoma only picked up through a mole? I mean, we talked a lot about the moles, and I just want to make sure I'm, I'm helping to educate a little bit, and I want to sure. know, is it only there, or is it is that where it mostly occurs? Yeah, so melanoma is a, a cancer of the pigmented lesions, cells of the skin. So it, they, they typically form a dark spot on the skin, what we call a mole. And that's what melanoma. There's non-melanoma skin cancer. Those are, those are derived from the keratinocyte cells of the skin. And those tend to be pink or pearly or red or crusty. They're very different than a melanoma, which is a dark spot that has certain features, what we call the ABCDE criteria that put it at risk for melanoma. Got it. Well, listen, hey, doctor, thank you. Dr. John Doback, President and CEO of DermTech, thank you so much for being a guest right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. The end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. A couple things. First of all, I thought the biggest one was changing your strategy. Strategy goes out the door when you get punched in the face. So here's a business that's been doing it one way or another this way. And then boom, COVID hits. You got to change your marketing strategy. Got to change your sales tactics. And that's the lesson. Okay. Not just that. Okay. But the fact that you got to act on it. Much like He's saying, hey, I'm going to give you early testing. I'm going to give you the predictability of whether or not you're going to get melanoma or other skin cancers that might be out there just by using this little, you know, scotch tape kind of thing uh, that you're going to put on yourself. And, and, but the key is you got to take action. You might get punched in the face, but if, it didn't help if you don't take action. You're just going to get punched again. So that's the key thing take action. That's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Don't forget, tell your friends and thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.